whether or not you've got eggs. Greetings, Gilbert Godfrey enthusiasts, and welcome back to, I think this is the 83rd or 84th episode of COP. Last week, I don't know what happened, there was a, a rip in time, and we picked the Flintstones as this week's episode. Not really sure how that happened, this movie is not cult, I don't think, and it's not that good either. But we'll get into that. I'm with Matt. Matt, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Good. Glad to hear it. You know, same answer every week, and I wanted to stay that way. Because, you know what, I was thinking I would change it up, and then I realized, you know what, hey, I'm doing well every week, and what else do the viewers want to hear than that I'm doing great and we're having a good time? Yeah. We got back from camping a few days ago. It was crazy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I go camping with these boys, and they're just feeding me beer and <laughs> and whiskey and marijuana cigarettes all weekend long. I mean, Matt came there with like thirty joints just by himself. They're all gone. Every stinking dink last one of them. Sometimes you just need to go out, and you really need to get back to the to your roots. You know. The simple pleasures. Mm -hmm. It's the little things. Mm -hmm. Like poison ivy. Yeah, that one I could do without, but you know. How's that? uh, It's kind of itchy. (laughs) I've never had it. Like, is it just itchy all day? No, it's just like a little burst of itchiness. It's like mosquito bites, really. Oh. It's just like that. Okay. A little bit more persistent. What, what, have you been doing the method where you just like stab your nail in or do you (laughs) slap it? I just try not to touch it. Oh. That's my <laughs> when I've been itched. I do the slap. The slap. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that sucks. Is it just on your ankles? Yeah, just on my legs. Shit. I know there are some Manitobans that listen to the show. I just want to talk about Hilltop Resort. No, we can't because Very, they won't let us back there. I don't care. I'm gonna oh. talk about. You can chime in if you have anything you want to mention about Hilltop Resort. Um, my friend was talking to us, and you know we we're trying to plan a camping trip or a couple of them, and he kept mentioning Hilltop Resort, Hilltop Resort, Hilltop Resort. And I was like, okay, you know what? Let's go to Hilltop Resort. Their website gave me the complete runaround. I'm trying to book a site. I still don't know how I got to that page to pay for a site because I tried to find it again and I couldn't. I don't know, but it's $10 per night per person. Not bad. And it was, it's pretty close. Then there's, you know, a change in plans. One friend doesn't want to come anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, we can fill that with someone else. But before that, that someone else wanted to come and I wanted to give him an additional spot. I text the, or I call the number that's on the Google page. Takes me to some lady's voicemail. She says, just leave a text and I'll get back to you. Well, I texted her. She never got back at me. Um, she, she still hasn't responded and it's been like a month of me saying, Hey, uh, can someone else come? But then eventually he, he got the spot anyways. And we go there, we get there. The guy at the front is stoned out of his goddamn mind, right? We can't prove this, but we, I conjecture. Yeah, I would say <laughs> <laughs> probably 
And, and the funny thing about this guy is this every day he wore the same the same shirt. outfit. And I don't think they had a uniform, so I think he was just sleeping in that little cabin there. <laughs> uh, but he was he was chill because he let us do whatever we wanted. Uh, <laughs> so thank you for that. Yeah, he's wearing a Sunday best of a greasy beard that hasn't been trimmed in a month, greasy hair, a blue tank top, and some fucking Legend of Zelda cargo shorts. And I get up there, and I read on the on the rules of the website, um, you can only have two licensed vehicles per spot. So I was like, uh, we only have... Or I said, we have three vehicles with us. And then he just kind of stared at me and didn't answer. And I was like, on your website, it says, like, you can only have two vehicles per spot. He's like, yeah, I'm not really worried about all that. <laughs> Like, all right, he had this like fill out these half-hearted like waivers. It was just like sign here with the date, um, and then but we could take any spot that we wanted, and like the spots there are, I'll give them credit, they're very generous. Like Art the spots, the spot there's like half my street. Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, it's pretty long. They're huge. I don't know how that lady bought all of that land. But that is a lot of fucking land that she owns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like um, a place to host concerts, but it seems they only host like cover bands now. Eagles cover bands. We missed it. <laughs> Damn it. I'll always. The Hotel California tour. Shit. That's like when I miss Shatner at that Comic Con when he came to Winnipeg. That's like, I can't believe I'm missing Evil Eagles cover band. I'm sure the California solo would have been so good. Oh, it would have been godly. But, uh, yeah, we got our spot. The soil there is completely dead. It's not even dirt. It's, like, crusty rock with moss on top. Whatever. Um, And here's the other thing. Here's my criticism. I know this is, like, the point of the spot, but they have ATVs fucking cruising around every hour of the goddamn day playing Sweet Home Alabama and country Big roads, wheels keep on turning. Like at any hour of the day. And Carry it seems like. To see my kid. It Did seems like. <laughs> some people are literally just trying to make them as obnoxious as possible. Like there's this one that was just a huge meme. Um, that had like huge dangling LEDs from the back of it. And they had like two guys like pumping fists on like the back of it all the time. That was the party bus. Those guys, those guys know how to live. Okay, it was so fucked. And then, this is the big kicker. This like when I when this happened, it kind of changed my whole perspective on the place. We get to the seasonal campsites. Yeah, and it's like they've made a mini city at this like hilltop resort. Would you agree? Yeah. Like, there are so many fucking trailers there. And as soon as we get into the entrance, of course, big Confederate flag, waving proud. And you know, that's a sign of a really classy establishment. Because any other place would say, hey, uh, take that down or we're going to evict you. But there, I guess, no problem. Apparently, also, I have insider information. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly alert! Um, that the Hells Angels really like that spot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're cool. <laughs> and I said to Matt, because some of these, like, um, trailers that are in there are so, t- like, they're so, uh, torn up and so aged. I was like, half, half of these have to be used for, like, growing drugs. Like, nobody's living in that. 
I would have, well... And some of them have, like, fences around them and, like, tarps and shit. It's so weird. I have bad vibes from that place. Okay, last thing, and then we'll move on. They are supposed to give us a key to get in and out of this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they have this little half-hearted chain that they lock up. And there's no, like, you can maybe off-road your way out, but it would not be good for your car. Um, and we tried lifting the chain above the car to get out, but we couldn't release. And yeah, we were supposed to get this key and nobody was there at the building to let us out. So we sat there for like 15 minutes, just waiting for someone to like come with the key and let us out. And it was just some random dude. Like it wasn't a worker. He was just leaving too. And then like, he stared at us on the way out. Like I smiled at him and he was just staring at me like, okay. Bad vibes from that place. Don't recommend it. I mean, if you want a place where you could probably kill someone and no one would know about it for two weeks. I mean, I go, recommend it, yeah. Yeah, go for it. And if you want to, like, uh, if you want to make meth, uh, go, go for it. You could do it there. They would not care. Nobody checked up on us once. Like, on the rules that said no glass bottles. As soon as we, we were there for the first day and we needed more alcohol... We just got all glass bottles. No, we vibe checked it, and yeah, just let's just have at her. But what, what a great squad, you know. It's, yeah, it's fun, for, it's fun for the whole family. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Don't recommend it. Go to a real campground. Um, yeah. Any uh, any anything you want to talk about? The movie. All right, let's get to it. The meat and potatoes. The fl- the flint stones, Matt. Tell me what the Flintstones is all about. You know, the Flintstone... The Flintstones... Mm-hmm. Capital it, T. Ca- oh, boy, yeah, you're right. They really didn't want people to forget because it, maybe it's bad. Flintstones, you know, bad for the image. Flint. You know, everyone's getting it wrong. Yeah. It's kind of a Berenstain Bear situation here. Kind of a... Was it A or E? Uh, it's actually... It has to be actually E, right? It's actually E. Because Stein is... Yeah. Stan and Jan... Shit! Or is it A? It's A. You know what? I'm going to be honest, guys. I remember when I was a kid, Bernstein Bears, they say that in the cartoon. I distinctly remember that. So the people who are saying they got Mandela affected into another universe... (laughs) Um, I don't think so, pal. It's just like, all those things, I don't think it's actually another dimension. It's just like, you just made, like, in the Flintstones movie, they don't pronounce a T that strongly. So in your brain, you're just like, Flynn. Anyways, what's it about? What's the Flintstones about? So this is like a classic Scorsese picture. Mm-hmm. It's like a working class man. Mm-hmm. And he wants to rise above his station. Yeah. Because of course he doesn't live nicely Mm -hmm. and you know he gets a little bit of power and he moves up in the world and it's just a tale of you know getting consumed by venality like wolf of wall street exactly like just like wolf wolf of wall street and that's basically the plot of it um it's also a kind of a crappy kids movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the best thing about this movie has to be the performance from john goodman here because he's very good at fred flintstone yep and that's really like the stand-up. Okay, I think that 
the the um the props are good. The props are good. Some of them are dated. Some of them are dated. Like some of them, so they have lots of dinosaurs in the movie, and for some of them, like they get more articulation than others. They have these little crocodile-looking guys that they use as like clothespins and like as a razor. Those guys have like no articulation, and they take me completely out of the movie because they're just sitting there, spread eagle, not moving. I what's the main dinosaur's name? Like their pet yeah dino dino okay dino when they go full cgi on it it looks terrible it looks bad it looks like scooby from the scooby-doo movie it looks worse than scooby-doo yeah the scooby-doo movie honestly um but they there's this uh, there's a few times in the movie where i can't tell actually if it's cgi or practical or if it's somehow a combination of the two they're like i'll have to show you some shots when we're done but there's this one where like Dino jumps on him and starts licking him, and I can't tell, like, maybe his tongue is CGI, and the they, rest of him is, like, practical. I bet they did a cut, like, when it just shows Fred's face getting licked, like, they probably had, like, a prosthetic tongue. That they just <laughs> and then, like, did the Dino, the body out, is yeah. CGI? Yeah. I'll have to show you, like, they're, I think they're, they're pretty good, and I like all the... <laughs> I like all the practical effects for the most part. Like, that sort of style they're going for reminded me of a labyrinth. And I like it here. But the one thing I really dislike is everything else. Like, the, I think the costuming is too much. Really? I like the costuming. I think overall this movie has a pretty decent production value. Like, I... It... You know, maybe I should be more careful with my words. Like, I think it walks a tight rope. And sometimes it crosses a finish line and sometimes it falls off. And, like, the costuming, especially for, like, Kyle MacLachlan, it's, it really sucks. <laughs> like, a good example is, like, Sam Raimi Spider-Man, where you take that comic book and still make it realistic. It's, like, they just try to make comic books in real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't... And, like, that's a, almost immersion-breaking, because then I just see some... Like, I see John Goodman wearing a piece-of-shit costume. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. The thing is, like, the movie kind of works for me as a kid's movie in the sense that the movie, is, is in terms of tone, is actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Usually, you know, if you're looking and, you know, we've seen these kind of movies before. Everyone has. Yeah. I'll, I'll name a couple of them and you just know. Garfield is like this movie. How, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's like these, yeah. like, just, let's Incredibles. just go right under. But PG. that's a good one. That's a good, that's a good one, yeah. Let's just go right under PG-13 and have some adult jokes with this famous property. Yeah. And, and it's kind of, and it's always looks very flat. Yeah. This is not, this is not a very uh, well-lit movie or, or very, you know, color-coded movie. Yeah. Could look a little brighter. But it keeps... It has a pretty jovial tone and, like, a lot of them... There's some funny musical cues... Mm-hmm. Some of the more cartoonish stuff, like when Fred does his twinkle toe. That's funny. It's it it kind of works for me, and it it's because like the main cast is mostly pretty good here. Yeah, uh, Barney uh, Rick Moranis is good as Barney. Yeah, um, I think it's Elizabeth Perkins as Wilma. Mm-hmm. I found out that Rosie O'Donnell got a Razzie for worst supporting <laughs> actor for this movie, and she's the weakest of the four. She is. Um, but overall, it's pretty good. There's, it's pretty well cast overall. 
Except for Kyle McClock and his Cliff Vanderkeep because they just waste his potential. Wasted. It makes me think that the, the director probably wasn't that good. That's always what I think of first when I see an actor like being good in one movie and then kind of crap in another. Like, was not a very good looking movie either. <laughs> so I would be yeah. inclined to agree. Halle Berry also is just like, they have so many big names in this. This must have had a big budget. They have Halle Berry here to just act sexy and wear a yep. sexy cavewoman costume. She's that silver haired lady from The Incredibles. Yeah, yeah, you're right, actually. Um, apparently, they were actually going to... Her name in the movie is Sharon Stone, like, haha. Apparently, they were actually What's trying... That? Like, the actress. Who? Sharon Stone. Is that, is that a famous actress? Okay. They were trying to get Sharon Stone and, like, I guess have her play Sharon Stone, because haha, it's already a rock pun. Ha <laughs> Oh, is she the love interest in... Oh, and... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope you like rock puns, guys, because this movie is full of them. Tar Wars. Gorge Lucas's Tar Wars. <laughs> you know what? There's actually... And that's another thing that works in this movie in terms of being, like, a little bit more... Um, uh, like, like the pop culture references and stuff? The pop... Well, no. Like, I mean, like... There's the portions of the film, like, during scene transitions in which you'll just get establishing st- shots of bedrock. Oh, yeah, yeah, And you'll yeah. see, like, just how people live in day in and day out. And yeah. it's just classic Flintstone gags where, you know, the lawnmower. Guy, there's a bird that opens your drink at the vending machine yeah. and stuff like that. But that all works because, like I said, I think the production value is decent. Some of the props look a lot worse than the some of the others. Mm-hmm. But it's overall, like, uh, f- funny enough that... It contributes well to, like, the cartoonish tone. Yeah. Or, like, the more upbeat tone of the movie. Yeah. I mean, the costuming just kind of brought me out of it. And, like, some of the props are just so clunky and, like, so obviously weightless. Like, they're just styrofoam. Yeah. Like, they have the, like, they write on big wooden, or not wood, uh, stone slabs, which is funny. Uh, and they just chisel into them and start writing and, like... <laughs> There's one scene that's so funny where they have, like, the newspaper boy throwing the newspapers, and then he throws, like, the wooden, or the fucking wooden, the stone slab at the house, and it just shatters. Yeah. Like, that shit's funny, but, like, they all the props in, in the movie, like, if they have a cup, it's huge and made out of stone. Some of that stuff, again, rides that line, and I think kind of falls off, where it's just so campy and cheesy it's it's immersion breaking i don't find it like i don't find it always uh or consistent consistently tasteful yeah the thing is you know that the little gags like that really carry the film because in terms of plot uh, there isn't a great one here um you know the screenplay is not as bad as i think people say because I think there are some very clever jokes mm-hmm. or like some just, you know, a couple of knee slappers, and, mm-hmm. you know, some easy, some easy, you know, ones, but like they land pretty well and the timing is pretty decent. The thing is the plot in this movie kind of sucks. Basically, yeah. it's Fred and Barney are good friends mm-hmm. and they're uh, at work. Um, Barney uh, throws Fred a bone and gets him promoted. And then... Well, Why? Or how does he get him promoted? Well, what happens is that they have to do an aptitude test. Why? Uh, oh, Talk be- about greedy Mr. Moneybags. I'll get to that. Okay, get to okay. That. I'll get to that. Um, but they do the aptitude test, and he switches the tests, and Fred gets promoted. And then we find out is that the other vice president who promoted him 
Um, he was just looking for a scapegoat because he's doing some embezzlement mm-hmm. with Miss Sharon Stone as well. Uh, and they're going to... Where was it? Uh, Rockapulco. <laughs> Rockapulco. <It's... laughs> yeah! Uh, and then, yeah, so that's the plot of the movies. Basically, you get the clash between Barney and Fred because uh, Fred just becomes kind of um, a one, too much of a one percenter, you know? You know what's my issue is that this movie has, like, plot points, but it doesn't have the connective tissue between them. Like it's just two things happening at the same time. Yeah, like, Fred gets his promotion, and then for no reason at all, he just becomes a dick. Like, they don't, sh- they don't show that transition. They just show a montage where he's like, he gets a new car, he gets a hot tub. Yeah. He adds another story to his house, and then he's like, ha ha, I have more money than you. <laughs> And they do that, like, at the beginning, too, where it's just like, okay, um, you're the vice president now, and, like, Fred Flintstone just never questions it, or, like, questions his work. He's just like, I'm just gonna sign everything without reading it, because he has to do that to move the plot along. They kind of make a point that Fred is, like, a huge idiot, because he scores the lowest on the aptitude tests of everybody. But, but like, like, he has to be somewhat intelligent to survive, and they're painting him like he he's brain dead. I don't remember them doing that in the cartoon either. Like, I don't remember him being stupid. Like, yeah. I, maybe that's just, like, maybe that's just influence pulled from the sitcoms of the time. Like, fucking... That's what I got. Home Improvement, where it's just dumbass dad, <laughs> and he's doing dumbass things. And then, like, the, the in-laws don't like him. <laughs> The the thing he has with his uh, Wilma's mom, and this is actually kind of funny. There's a scene later where he's like, "I gotta think. What do what do I need to do? What do I need to do?" And then he just thinks about his, <laughs> that was funny. His mother-in-law getting eaten, and he's like, <laughs> "The it's classic." That's, that's a like, Simpsons joke. Yeah, not actually, but like that's something that they would do. Yeah, the in-law, the thing with her mother, which is uh, played by Elizabeth Taylor, by the way. Uh, no. <laughs> she's also a famous actor. Is she? What is she in? <laughs> she, she's in uh, Cleopatra. Oh shit! She she's pretty good in this, and you know it's just a classic. Uh, oh, well, I, you're not good enough for my daughter. And then Fred says, "Ah, shut up, bitch." Uh, <laughs> and that's the whole that's the whole dynamic. But it's classic. It's sitcom. It's funny. I mean, let's be honest. Um, the Flintstones. I mean, oh, was and is a sitcom. Is it? It was, it, was, it had like a laugh track, and it was basically just like, let's do a caveman a sitcom, but we're gonna make it animated, and they marketed it towards adults and stuff. Was it made in the fifties? No, maybe sixties. Yeah. It feels like fifties nostalgia, <laughs> like especially his dynamic with his wife. It just, dude, caveman's nuclear family. Yeah, that's the whole show. Like his wife is like nagging him and she and he's like whipped by her and she's also like a housewife it's it's very 50s yeah was bam bam like that in the cartoon because you're a flintstone guy you like it was was he like that too yeah he's like, just, that's a shtick he's just a feral <laughs> just a feral kid and he just goes haha bam bam and bam, bam, bam. I, I didn't like him when i was a kid because i was like man this kid is like a huge dick like he's so misbehaved <laughs> Like, he'll just be, like, hitting his dad <laughs> with a club. Like, I was, like, so disrespectful. <laughs> Bam Bam is a brat kid. Like, they, they're they not hard enough on Bam Bam. Yeah. He needs... 
I'm calling CPS soon. <laughs> but yeah, that's mentally ill. I mean, let's just be honest. You need to call rock BS or something. <laughs> rock. Child and rock Child services. Child rock detective services. There's a rock in there, and there yeah. you go. Yeah, I think all the jokes land. Um, I think McLaughlin is just so terrible in this movie. He's just greedy Mr. Moneybags. Like, and we, you said this before we started recording, but we've seen this character in every kid's movie. Like, there's always, like, an evil rich man who wants to tear down the forest. He wants to do the bad thing. In, in Garfield, it was that guy that kidnaps Odie and makes him do tricks with an electric collar. And then in yeah. The Grinch, it's just the asshole mayor. Yeah. There's just... Oh, and, like, the whole... what If this is a kid's movie, what's the moral of the movie? The moral of the movie is... <laughs> that was actually <laughs> something that a lot of critics pointed out, apparently, is that, like... Oh, why, really? Why do you have themes of embezzlement and extramarital <laughs> affairs in a Flintstones movie? And... The problem with these movies is that they try to ride the line and it's just you're appeasing nobody. Yeah. Because it's not sophisticated enough for any adult and it's you're leaving too much content out of the hands of children <laughs> by putting them behind like thinly veiled jokes. Like Yeah. Remember in the Grinch when he was like hailing a taxi and he's like, What is it? Because, because I'm, I'm green? green? Yeah. I didn't get that until I was like sixteen years old and I watched that movie like every year. Yeah. And it's like I also didn't like The Grinch that much when I was a kid. Or Garfield. So, you see... The Garfield movie is out of my mind completely. <laughs> Love them. Bless up, Bill Murray. Love you, buddy. But, yeah, like... It, it, it The moral meat... Okay, so here's what happens. Like, just, again, Fred gets a job. Fred becomes a douche. That causes an issue with his relationship with Barney... And then he learns that family is his true treasure. Yeah. And he apologizes. So is it don't don't let wealth make you a bad person? I guess the theme is be nice to your friends and family is important. <laughs> wow. That's powerful. That's heavy. <laughs> That's really heavy. Yeah. But yeah, the more there's no moral there. Um, there's something else that I wanted to say. Um, or maybe that was it. Yeah, there's no moral. I think the costuming is... It just walks a tightrope and fails here and there. Same with the props. Um, and yeah, there's no connective tissue between the major plot points. It, like, It's just like hoping that you assume the plot, I guess. Like you just see him buy stuff and then you like think why that's making him a douche mm -hmm. because like you just think that's what happens in life so but that that too it made no sense it was just like okay we have to get to the to, to the next plot point you you're a douche now it's let's move the movie along it, do, it, uh, it doesn't work it is a bit of a thin script yeah the jokes are all great though, and the performances are are pretty good. And I I love whenever they do like cartoonish actions in the movie, like the twinkle toes. Like there's this one scene where he like jumps up and like clicks his heel like four times. Yeah. All that stuff is good. I like all of the the jokes where he's like, "Is uh is the Earth flat?" They have like jokes with like the Neanderthals because they're still alive at the same time. 
I think all that stuff is really funny. But uh, if I had to give it a bag score, which I do, and I will, <laughs> it's a solid five bagger movie where I just kind of watch it and I'll forget about it uh, yeah, in a week. It's a relatively quick 90 minutes, but yeah, it's just a novelty. 99 minutes. Whew, they took a risk with that one. <laughs> I'm going to give it two out of five bags, unfortunately. Uh, that's two bad movies in a row. Um, so I want you... What was last week? A Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, yeah, just another kind of stinker. So we're going to, you know, do a good oh, movie. No, it's going to be three. What did we do before Phantom of the Paradise, damn it? Oh, we did Game Show. That was a good episode. And before that was... What was it? Before the Game Show? Yeah. I don't know. A check. Check? All right, let's do a quick check. Quick check. This is how much we um, are invested to this show. <laughs> we are invested, but... Uh, Wild at Heart. That was a good movie. Yeah, I already forgot about it. Sorry, Lynch. Well... <laughs> that... Yeah. Okay. You gotta rewatch that movie. That was a good movie. We'll see. Well, Alright, we're doing Krull. K-R-U-L-L. A prince and a fellowship of companions set out to rescue his bride from a fortress of alien invaders who have arrived on their home planet. Doesn't that sound like fun? It's time we have fun again on the show, you know? Yeah, yeah you're right. I This show has been a bit of a slog lately. It's just been... We haven't had any fun. Mm-hmm. We hate coming here and doing this. And I think Crawl is the movie to really reinvigorate and rejuvenate us. And make us the best podcast that we can be in just the best podcast in general i like your attitude yeah you know and uh i think this crawl movie you know you're gonna get a big bucket of popcorn and a big soda pop i do that every time i watch a movie and then you're just gonna have a good two hours ish maybe 90 minutes you're gonna have a good time yeah and you're gonna sometime in the future you'll say hey remember when we got watched crawl and you'll go yeah Yeah. yeah, i remember that and you'll go yep and it won't be like when i say Hey, what was the name of that movie where David Bowie was a vampire? And we sit there and say, shit, I don't even remember the title. Uh, that, uh, we looked it up two weeks ago. What is it? It's The Hunger. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I can't believe it. Like, that movie... Um, like, some movies, they just get memory hold, man. Mm-hmm. And they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see, but I'm taking my face off right now. <laughs> One day the wheel will land on a banger. Like, look, look at this. Big trouble in the... Well, okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Not even a cult movie. How is this... How's Ferris that a, Bueller? That movie's popular. It's John cool. Hughes. But it still has, you know, a cult following. I think something can be... Pop- look, classic example. Is Star Wars cult. Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah, see? But it's... Star Wars, it transcends that kind of way. Mm, the Thing. Twin Peaks. Really Firewalk with Me. Apocalypse Now, we already Planet did of the that. Apes. Planet of the Apes, we already did that. Psycho. Psycho. Shawshank um, Redemption. No, that is not a cult movie. That's, that that one's a little so weird. A yeah, that... that oh, The Hunger? Hmm. Wow, that movie was not good. <laughs> the Graduate? That no, it's not a cult movie. It was one of the highest grossing movies of the year. and it got The Graduate? Like, yeah, and it got a ton of Oscar nominations. That's it's kind of an underground Netflix It's the of a cult movie. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly? Okay, maybe. Uh, Rosemary's this Baby. List, okay, this list is kind of Jokerish. <laughs> There's a few weird picks. 
Inglorious Bastards, no. Anything Tarantino does is cult. It's cult. Oh. Oh. <laughs> also, I gotta say, I finished Twin Peaks, and that is a good show. There will be an episode coming soon. It's gonna be multiple fucking hours long, and it's gonna be with Caitlin and I, so get excited for that. Unless you haven't seen Twin Peaks and want to, then don't listen to it, because we'll talk about the whole goddamn show. Good ending. Part 17, there's 18 parts in season 3. Part 17 is basically a closure. And then part 18, they just throw a wrench in that. And they're like, but actually... (laughs) Like, they go to this character's house at the end. And then it's like a classic scene where they go there. And then the person that you think is living there isn't living there. And they're like, um, where's this person? And they're like, who? And they're like... You know, like, who did you buy this house from? They're like, they just say some random name, and they're like, uh, who did you buy the, who who, who did they buy the house from? They're like, uh, I don't know. And the guy's like, huh? And he's like, what year is this? And then just someone screams, and that's the end of the show. It's positively lynchian. Oh yeah, baby! Oh yeah. I mean, I've given it some thought and I think I gotta figure it out, but I'll have to test my theory. Galaxy Quest. Oh, that was a good movie. Uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, I saw Suicide Squad yesterday. Yeah. It's two hours of loud noises, bad jokes. Um, I don't know, guys. Maybe I'm getting too old for this. How was John Cena? Because I was curious about that. He's alright. Yeah? Yeah, they play, they play him to strengths, which is none of them. Hater, hater alert! Holy, <laughs> these guys like fucking Dwayne the Rock Johnson, man. Just do you think he'll ever be in like an artistic role? Uh, I think he'll get an Oscar because you know just pers- he just the sheer number of films he puts out every year. It's just it's just bound to happen. Uh, anyways, keep going. What did what do you think about it? Go off, King. This is any spoil. I well, don't spoil it. No spoilers, but tell it's me what like, you think. I, I was like, all right, that's two hours gone. It's just it's James. It's a James Gunn movie, so you know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of crass jokes, and there's a lot of gratuitous violence, um, like to the point of fetish, fetishization. Of what? Violence. It's oh. just like. You, you know, I love I like violence in movies, you know, but like uh, in this one, it was also just like it's like Deadpool, where it's just like, dude, uh, he cut my it? balls off, bro. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's very Deadpoolish. Uh, I'm. I don't need a Deadpool three. I'll say that. Too late. It's coming. Is it? Uh, eventually. That movie just isn't funny. It's just like <laughs> got a couple. Of, it's like Suicide Squad's like that too. It's like it's got a couple of laughs sometimes, like haha. Sometimes they make jokes about dicks, and then, you know, like, and then I'm like, okay, you're making a joke about dicks, funny, haha. I'm so tired of, like, the misogyny in media where anything guy-related is funny. Dicks are funny, and then girls' boobs are hot and beautiful. And it's just, like, it's so, it's so annoying, I would have liked the movie more if I was 14. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Like, uh, I don't get it. Misogyny, it's, it's so ingrained in our society. It's, it's so, like, anything that is feminine is, um, 
is bad. You know what I mean? Like, you throw, like, a girl, um, gay people are feminine, so, like, that's gay. Girls can wear guys' clothes, but if you wear girls' clothes, that's weird. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. It's just, it's fucked up. Mm -hmm. That's my soapbox. Anyways, I tried to look at Dwayne The Rock Johnson's IMDb page to see if he's done anything serious. Maybe Moana, but that's looking like it. He's, uh, he's, a, oh, don't get me wrong, he's one of the greats of all time. I mean, have you seen Jungle Cruise? Have you seen him in Star Trek? No. Mm. Not looking forward to it. I've seen pictures of him, I'm not watching the movie, whatever movie he's in. It was just an episode. What? Of what show? Uh, Deep Space Nine? No, Voyager. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I'll probably never get to that point. No. I don't blame you. I'd love to go up to him and get him to sign this. Yeah, I think you would. I'm a big fan. All right, that's the end of the show. Unless <laughs> Matt wanted to poop on Suicide Squad. You know they worked hard on that movie, right? I'm really sorry about that, guys. Like, you know, I just want to say shout-out to Suicide Squad cast and the crew's families. I'm really sorry that I had to give your movie a harsh critique like that. Um, like, you know, they, they worked hard. And it's, I know, and I know. it's fun, right? Like, they put a lot of hours into it? No, I know, it's fun. No, bro, it's fun. I know. It's just, uh, it just didn't work. What do you think about that? Um, Ooh. I'll try not to. Ooh, what about this one? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like where this is going, gritty reboot. <sighs> what the fuck is that? That's Wayne The Rock Johnson. He's asking for him, man. <laughs> My rock, the Johnson, and your ass. You do the math here. Before we end the show, is he natty? What does that mean? Is he is he roiding? Oh, for, yes. No, he's no, he's natty, bro. Bro, <laughs> have you seen this fucking body? Maybe not th- then, no, but, but now. now yeah. Holy Christ! That dude's shoulders are like up to his chin. Uh, let's. Does he does he ever like answer questions about that or does he just not talk about? Well, of course, that? on the record, he'd say, "Of course, I'm all natural." Oh, he's no gotta be a good, fucking way. He's be a role model. Just I nobody. He's what forty ish, forty five years old. No, no man. He he's for sure on test, like for sure. He's not something. No, because your body just stops producing testosterone or like high levels of it at a certain point. That's why, like, Joe Rogan is on test, and he said that's why. Like, holy... Look at that shoulder! Those traps. Oh! Is that what that is? A trap? It's a trap. Yeah, shit. Yeah, anyways, he's Royden. You can do that eyebrow all you want, buddy. I know. <laughs> I know what's up. Isn't that such a classic look? The little eyebrow raise, and it's just like, haha, I'm here for a good time. I'm here to kick ass and shoot bubblegum. That's what that look says. It says, what you know about rolling down nah, in the deep? When your mm-hmm. brain goes numb and you call it mental freeze. Mm-hmm. When you people talk too much about that shit, it's slow motion, yeah. I feel like an astronaut in the ocean, yeah. <sighs> he needs to get back in the ring. I'd like to see him fight Jake Paul. Who do you think would win? Um, I don't want to see celebrities punch each other anymore. I think I'm done with that, too. <laughs> I can't. Uh, uh, it's just like, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, this is what I was watching and I just saw this in high school and this high school age kids punching the, each other I can't do it and the kids in high school they were they weren't fucking around they're dropping people on their head 
smashing them into the radiator. That's... That's the end of the episode. Thanks for stopping by. Next week is Krull. We'll see you then. Till then, have a yabba-dabba-doo time. It's clobbering time. Goodbye. If you enjoyed anything you heard today, make sure to stay tuned for weekly episodes available for streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and umfm.com. And don't forget to follow our Instagram page at COP Podcast.